Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 184. Today's episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast is brought to you by the Positive Productivity Pod, created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success without burnout. The pod offers weekly group coaching sessions, online courses, a private member community, and tons more. To learn more about the pod and to sign up, visit PositiveProductivityPod.com. See you on the inside. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you're here to join us today. I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest of the day, Katrina Sawa. Katrina is an award-winning speaker, jumpstart your biz coach, and author of the book, Love Yourself Successful. Katrina, welcome. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Kim. I love talking about productivity. Woohoo! Yeah, this this is going to be interesting with both of us here together, and I'm really looking forward to it. Katrina, can you share a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I used to, um, well, I've been in sales and marketing all my life. My first job was an ice cream scooper at Thrifty, and I used to sell people up from one scoop to two <laughs> or three. So I've been in sales and marketing forever. I've done door-to-door sales. Um, my last sales job, well, not my last one. My second to last was advertising. So I used to sell advertising at the local newspaper. And that's where I really ran into my love for entrepreneurs and realized that they really didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> and because they would just like throw money at me to run some stupid ad that they didn't even put any time in developing and didn't have any idea what it was going to do for them. They just knew they needed to spend money to advertise. And so I ended up consulting them all over the place through all kinds of different things to do in their business uh, and with their database and the customers they had. And, you know, it, it was like, I could do this on my own. This is, you know, so I figured I could do this on my own. And, and I went out, I had a lot of connections already in the community, luckily, because I was a big networker for that. And it just took off as a marketing consultant initially, and then I've evolved um, in so many ways since then. <laughs> and when was that that you were when you were selling the ads with the newspaper? Were yellow page ads still around then? <laughs> I know, right? It was not last year. Let me tell you, it was like fifteen to seventeen years ago. Um, okay, so yellow page ads would have still been around. And I, yep, can't, yeah, looking back, I can't even believe how much people were spending on yellow page ads. I know, you know what's funny is I just got a yellow page. We got a phone book on the, on our doorstep the other day. And I said, is that a phone book to my husband? (laughs) And he said, yeah. And it was all wrapped in a bag and we just sent it straight to the recycle bin. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. I I think, and this is going to sound so horrible. I think there are actually phone books acting as mulch in my front garden. (laughs) That's funny. I don't have time for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, kids, the kids don't know what they are, so they, I yeah. love my kids, but sometimes they're just lazy, and so they'll just kick it off the step, and then uh, it just stays there. Oh, like that. I was going to say, are you that recycle friendly that you actually shredded it and put it into mulch? I'm like, oh my God, that's insane. I would never spend time on that. And I, <laughs> I get what you're no, saying. No, you kidding me? No, <laughs> this might be the Positive Productivity Podcast, but heck <laughs> No. We're not the 
positive recycling podcast and heal the world? <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> listeners, you'll have to go back and listen to episode PP. Let me just see 162 with Tim Starr. Katrina, you may know Tim Starr. He, he told me that PTSD actually means parallel tangent story disorder. We, no joke, have a big hole in our backyard from where owners of our house, and we've lived here for four years, had a pool that they took out. So not only do I not take the time to shred up yellow pages to make them into official mulch, we still haven't even filled in this hole in our backyard. Anyway, so there's there's a perpetual tangent story disorder. I had to look at my notes. Yeah. That's funny. So they were spending unnecessary time, unnecessary money, doing things that weren't really working, enlisting your support, and then you went out and took it onto your own. So what does what you do today look like? Well, it's similar, although I don't just focus on marketing anymore. And over the years, I've really learned so much about running a successful money-making business that now it's all, I mean, I I go from really big picture with some clients looking at where they want to be and how they want to design their business and their life and relationships and everything that is, is involved with our life as an entrepreneur all the way down to the nitty gritty of this is what you write in an email newsletter. (laughs) So, I mean, I I go from big picture to nitty gritty with almost every client these days now. And so it's more overarching, um, you know, business, marketing, and sometimes mindset coaching and sometimes dating and relationship coaching, frankly, because I've gone through all that as well. So, you know, we teach what we've learned and, and I like, I'm definitely don't hold anything back. So (laughs) if I know about something and somebody asks me a question, I'm going to tell them what I think and what I know. Oh, I love that. I've actually had to give the disclaimer to prospects that if they don't want to work with someone who's going to give advice or their suggestions constantly, listeners, you know, chronic idea disorder here, it's just my thing, then you probably don't want to work with me. Right. Because I'm not an implementer, 100%. You know, I'll implement, but I have strategy, I have ideas, and it sounds like you're very much the same. So, yes. Yes. Higher level service and strategy plus perhaps some implementation to go with it. Are there any common issues that you see your incoming clients having when they when they start working with you? Well, a lot of the people I work with, I'd say 90% probably are not that technology minded. Um, in fact, so maybe I just attract that. I don't know, because there are a lot of technology-minded people in the world, but I attract the ones that aren't that at technology. So their websites are usually pretty basic if they have one, and they aren't really doing regular email marketing at all, which is shocking. So we have to get them started on something to get started, right? They're not really focused on list building. Most of them don't even have an opt-in box with a free gift. And they just don't know what they don't know about about what it's going to take online to really build their business. They're doing certain things offline. So I come from the offline marketing world, but I've had to learn everything about the online world. So I bring both to the table, which a lot of other coaches only bring the online because that's when they came into the business business as they came in with the online stuff, but they don't really do the offline, which I think is vital. So you need both. But that's one of the things I see a lot is the technology lacking information. One of the most surprising things that I think I've introduced to a lot of clients is the simple 
tool, and I know we're not necessarily going to be talking a lot about tools today, but an online scheduler. Because I haven't, I can't believe how many clients still go through email tag to set up an appointment. What times do you have available? And then they get back, oh, but none of those times work for me. So then they go through like three more exchanges. Come on, people. There's free online schedulers out there. Just set up a link and send it out to people. Well, I must tell you, I'm one of the late adopters with that system myself, um, mostly because my week never looks the same week to week. I mean, I don't have block times where I do calls or Tuesdays and Thursdays are for calls. No, I am all over the board and traveling a lot. And my so it's really hard. And it's also I've noticed really hard to um, I do it now. I'm not justifying the fact that you shouldn't have one. I think you should. And the the pitfalls that I've had to overcome with it is I've had to make sure when I put something on my Google calendar that it marks busy instead of still available because sometimes it automatically stays available even though you put something on your calendar, which I didn't realize. And so that was the issue I was having because I was getting people booking when I had stuff going on. I'm like, what is going on? Ah! I just went through that. Actually, Thanksgiving. I sort of assumed when I put Thanksgiving in that it would be marked as busy. Oh, my God. Somebody booked on Thanksgiving? Two people. What? Yeah, what are but, they crazy? Well, international guests. Well, I know. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So tip number one out of today's episode, make sure holidays in your Google calendar are actually marked as busy and not still as available. (laughs) And other client calls and times you're out of town or, you know, mark off your times when you're available. I had to um, stop being available until five because people would book at like 445 and then I'm for like an hour and then I'm there an extra hour and I'm like, oh, that's not. So I had to really, I had to work out the kinks and like anything you do, any new technology, you're going to have to work out the kinks and how it works with you. Don't not do it. I moved kicking and screaming to Google Calendar because of the advice of one of my virtual assistants years ago, I was in paper calendar up until, God, I don't know, six years ago or something random. And I can't even imagine life without Google Calendar. And people use like some other calendars that don't go across multiple devices. That's not good. That's not productive. People get on Google and just deal with it and learn the new system and and go kicking and screaming. But you'll love it later. I actually I started using Google Calendar a few years ago when I started my business in 2012. I was still using a Franklin Covey planner. (laughs) (laughs) Most people are when they're starting their business. It's funny. (laughs) I actually just made the switch to Gmail or Google for Business this year. I don't know what took me so long. Actually, I can tell you exactly what took me so long. I was on a PC, so I was using mm-hmm. Outlook. But it, yeah. I'm so happy I finally made that switch. Yeah. Oh, me too. My God. I can't imagine. Um, my assistants all log into my Google Calendar. They can see my calendar. I mean, I don't have to. It's less communication and manual labor just talking to people. It's the, the problem I'm finding, though, is that 
if, if I'm not careful who I give the scheduling link to, a lot of random people will get on my calendar. So you have to have a system for that. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes I see is people will have on their websites, they'll say, come and talk to me in a complimentary um, discovery session or strategy session, right? And they'll just give their calendar link. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't just send them straight to a calendar link. You don't even know them yet. You don't have their contact information. You don't have any information about them. Don't let them just will nilly sign up on your calendar. So I'm all about having them take them to a page where they fill out a questionnaire and ask them some, you know, pre-qualifying questions, get their full contact information, not just name and email, but name, email, phone number, and mailing address I get from anybody who wants to talk to me in a phone call. I get all that information or they can, they can wait. If they don't want to give it to me, then they're not, they're not qualified because they are not serious enough about their business or wanting to talk to me if they're not willing to give me that full contact information and answer a few simple questions that I need to know before I come to a call with them in that, in that regard. Oh, I love that. I was actually up way too late last night. I know listeners, I tell you to sleep, but I was up way too late being a nerd and watching some training. And in the training, they were talking about qualifying your five star perfect prospect. Yeah. Well, and you don't even have to go that far. You can just, but just if you really, are they giving, are they willing to give you a little bit of information? And if they're right, right. Yeah. And, and don't be scared that you're not going to get anybody to talk to. Um, you know, in the beginning, I would I just asked a few simple questions like, what's your goals? What have you what are your challenges? You know, how long have you been in business? Tell me more about your what you're doing. And and then full contact, you know, something simple. And then as I'm getting busier and I really want to be more selective, then I add in more heart more difficult questions and say, hey, this is only for those of you who are serious about building your business and really want some actionable steps so that you can jumpstart it quickly. And so the language has changed over time and the questions have, I've added more questions and some deeper ones, right? So it just depends on where you're at and how many clients you need right now, I think, as to how you build that page. But make sure it's an easy form to, for someone else to fill out. I would say one of my biggest things about jumpstarting your marketing and your business is make it easy for other people to buy. Make it easy for them to buy or sign up or get information. Make it easy for them, not just you, but them. And if you make it easy for you also, it's awesome. But So when you're jumpstarting, I know Jumpstart usually has a lot to do with people who are just starting out, but are you working primarily with new business owners or do you have seasoned business owners who are looking to take it to the next level? Right. Can you give us a little bit more insight? Yeah, I do both because everybody needs a Jumpstart. Sometimes you can be in business for 20 years and be stagnant because you've been doing it the same way for 20 years while you haven't gotten into the the new age or online or you don't have opt-in boxes or you don't have any online residual income type business models. I mean, so there's, there's a lot of things to do for any business in any stage. You should always be growing learning and expanding and implementing new things. Otherwise, your competition is going to just roll over you, right? And so there's, there's things to jumpstart anybody in any level in any business at any time. They just aren't seeing what's possible. Oh, absolutely. I actually had a client earlier this year who still had her original website from, I was going to say 1994, but I know that's (laughs) the wrong decade. I'll say 2004. I know it was a four at the end, but it was not 2014. (laughs) So it must be very interesting looking. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's no longer there. Let's just put it that way. It's been 
updated, upgraded. It's no longer an HTML. I know there's probably some groans out there, but it's just not or a hard coded. Yeah, I have a client right that where, where when she said, oh, I think I need a new website because we do website design, too, for some people. And then I looked at her website. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're working on a new one right now. And she's so funny because she's so old school that she's like, well, and just put this on this page and this on this page and then send them to this form or then we'll email them this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Everything's going to go in and through your website. Your website is going to be the hub. We're not going to do it that way. That's old school. We're going to do it this way. And she just doesn't know what she doesn't know. Right. But it's no, I'm going to get you into the 22nd century here so that you can have another website for another 10 years and hopefully it'll last a while we'll see oh <laughs> 10 yes. years is re- unrealistic but yeah <laughs> yeah listeners in full disclosure Katrina and I are using a whole new recording software for myself because websites don't just become outdated so do computers and my pc decided not to cooperate with me this morning thank goodness <laughs> apple store here I come but yeah uh, I love that you brought that up. No matter how long we're in business, we can always use that jumpstart. Here I am five years in and there's things that I am jumpstarting. Actually, your automation is great. This is not a paid plug for Katrina, but I've been getting your emails inviting me to schedule a call automated (laughs) and it's fabulous. Again, that was not a paid plug, but it really is great. One of my things is all about follow-up. So I have a whole system on follow-up. When I was back in the day, when I was doing the advertising, I was so good at follow-up. When I started my business, I was really good at follow-up. Nobody else was. I was a huge networker at local local networking events and chambers and all that kind of stuff when I started. And nobody followed up. They still don't. I mean, it's still rare. Maybe five people uh, from every event or five people a month will really be good at follow-up. And not... Not just adding people to a newsletter because you can't do that. I just did a video on that. It drives me crazy. Don't just grab a bunch of business cards and then add people to your email newsletter. That is spamming. Okay. But if you do it the way I do it, you know, then we have what I call not auto ads. So people that you meet that they didn't necessarily agree to get your newsletter, but you have their business card, you can still follow up with them, but you don't add them to your regular list. You send them a list of, you send them a couple emails differently. So that's a whole system that I teach and it's most people don't do enough. And I just want to get that out to the world because it's so needed. Oh, I definitely agree. And and you and I, I mean, we've known each other longer than this event, but I have to say you have been one of them. Well, you're right. Five, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very impressive. Um, I love how you brought up. Don't just add people to your list. Every single day I accept LinkedIn invitations to connect. And every single day I get added to a new list without yeah. green. And yeah. There's nothing that I would even have subscribed to if I had been given the choice. Right. Right. Like I need your, I don't know, so many random things, you know, lots of real estate people do it. Exactly. Um, how, how to buy property to start in my Florida. Business. Like, first of all, you live in Florida. I live in California. I don't want your real estate newsletter from Florida. Like mm-hmm. the, just we shouldn't even have to talk about this. <laughs> No. <laughs> Go just, to my YouTube and find the video that I put out the week of October. What is today? Well, we're, Actually, we're no, doing what this. we'll do. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think it was October. 
I don't know, 20, 30th or something, the week of Halloween, I put um, a video out on stop adding people to email newsletters or something like that. <laughs> Listeners, you can find the show notes, everything that we talk about at com forward slash PP184. And there you will be able to find a link to this video. And please watch it and stop doing it. Yes. Here. One of my biggest things is stop it. <laughs> like, yep. People complain about something. I'm like, stop it. Like, <laughs> have you seen the Bob Newhart video? Oh, you have to go watch the Bob Newhart video if you guys haven't seen it. It's just put Bob Newhart, stop it into a search and you'll find it. It's so funny. And if you're too young to know who Bob Newhart is, then never mind. But <laughs> if you're not, then go watch it. <laughs> That will be in the show notes as well. I have not seen that video, but I will be looking it up right after. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I play it at my events and uh, it always gets a little chuckle. And some of the millennials that are there go, huh? Right. (laughs) How often do you find with clients that they're chasing income rather than really having a why or a what or any type of passion behind what they're doing? Well, I'd say about 60% of my clients are chasing income because they're just in that stage where they're not they're not bringing in consistent revenue just yet. So that's what we try to attain for them. This doesn't mean they don't have their passion or their purpose or their vision or their their what, but they're, we have to focus on revenue generating activities, I call them, right? So there's a whole host of things that I that I tell them to do and how to do it and all that kind of thing as far as revenue generating. But the people that aren't in that immediate need mode, then we can build more foundation systems and structure in their business and maybe even higher income generating models so that they can create that lifestyle business that they want sooner than later. But it's hard to do that in the beginning when you're so stressed about money. So I really have to evaluate in the beginning how bad it is for somebody because I've been there. I've been on the floor in my office um, crying with all my bills spread around me, not knowing which one to not pay because I couldn't pay them all. So I've been there and it's stressful. And I've been to networking events when I need to make money today and and felt a little desperate. And it's hard not to show it. So I, it's a really sensitive issue, but it's, it's very... Um, common. I have been right there with you. And I have put out so many products in pure desperation mode. Right. And that's not necessarily the time to put out a product because it probably won't sell that well. right? Oh, no, because I hadn't been out there connecting with people. And I, I am so guilty in the past. I don't do it anymore of popping into a Facebook group just to put out a promo for whatever yeah. that desperation product was, not selling any and then disappearing again. Yeah. And don't do that either, people. (laughs) Right? Nobody wants to see you once a month just when you're trying to sell something. So figure out how to either automate, delegate, or systematize some additional posts and connecting and engaging on social media for sure so that people see you more often. They feel like you're part of the community so that when you do go in to make an ask, right, that you're well-received and people actually click. So people 
people say that to me all the time. Well, how, I'm not getting any response from social media. Well, it's because you're you're only doing part of what you need to be doing, right? I'm sure you know what to do now, right? But back then, when we're in our frenzy, I need to make money frenzy mind mindset, it, we don't think like that. We're not clear-headed. Oh, absolutely. I was looking through my Dropbox, and I saw all the pictures of all the products that I created in that frenzy. And I sat here, combination laughing and shaking my head. Yeah. I can't believe that I put that out. Look at that. <laughs> well, and frankly, the fastest path to cash is just selling yourself, you right. know, oh, do a call with somebody for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. I call it an easy yes offer, right? Make an easy yes offer where someone else it's, they'll be stupid if they don't give you their credit card, right? Oh my God, that's a ridiculous offer. Like you get this, 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 you get all of this for 197 or 99 bucks, you know, make it a hell of a deal so people can't say no. Oh, absolutely. And one of the ways that I found was really that really worked well for getting those was inviting people to have a virtual coffee. I never went into the calls, to be completely honest, to sell anything, but having a virtual coffee and getting to know each other. And then eventually the call circles around to somebody asking the other one, what do you do? And then you could see the eyebrows raise, even though you're not next to each other. Oh, I need that. Or I know somebody who, who needs that. And then right. next to you. And then you've got the money. So... Well, and I teach that as a get to know you call, but I'm very mindful about what you do on that call mm -hmm. and how to take control of that call so it doesn't go too long because you need to be productive, right, with your time. So I don't do virtual coffees necessarily because when you when you go to coffee with someone, whether it's virtually or in person, it's implied that you're going to just hang out. So... Not that I'm saying not to do what you're doing. I'm sure it works for you. But for the listeners, try the approach of a get to know you call. Because if you say virtual coffee, like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, you just want to pick my brain. You want to just hang out. I don't have time to hang out. I want to be productive. I want to get to know you and know how we can help each other. But I don't have time to hang out and have coffee with you because I'm too busy. So well, and there's people that want to do that. Like there's the nurturer types. Okay, so that goes back. Then we have to double back. Okay, let's talk about personalities, right? And then you got to know the personalities of the people you're talking to. So yes, some people will respond to that. Some people won't. The ones that are more action oriented, like myself. So I'm just throwing that out there. But <laughs> so what happens when you, not you, but I'm actually pointing the big finger at me right now, are the nurturer in every single personality test I've taken, I'm always the nurturer. And it's the truth. Yes. So you want to have coffee. You want to give hugs. You want to do. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm a nurturer, too. I have it. But it's the second. It's my second um, thing. Uh, you know, I'm more action. You're probably going to also attract a lot of nurturers, which so then it may not be that big of a deal because the pe majority of people you're talking to might be nurturers. But if both of you are nurturers and you get on a virtual coffee, how long is that coffee going to last? An hour and a half? Because you're talking about your kids and your family and your vacations and all this stuff. And oh, yeah, uh, you listen the afternoon. Right. Right. So it's not productive. You could have three calls in an hour and a half. So I booked them half an hour increments and I call it a get to know you call. And I instruct my clients actually to take charge of the phone call, even if they are nurturers and even if they are introverts, because the because of what you said a minute ago, that if someone says on that call and they they say it first, like, oh, well, tell me what you do, Katrina. And then 
I say what I think they need to hear, and it's not what is important to them as far as what their challenges are right now, then they're not going to know that I do that, right? So I want to be the one to say that first. Hey, Kim, you know, why don't you take five minutes or so and tell me what you're focusing on in your business, what you do, and then I'll take five minutes and I'll tell you what I'm doing and focusing on. And then we'll see if or how we can help each other or refer business to each other. Okay. So that's how you want to run the call because you want to put them on the spot first, And so now my secret is out. If any of you have a phone call with me, um, (laughs) no, but I'm borrowing uh, your secret, right? Do it. Do it. No, I'm not borrowing. I'm just stealing. I'm just stealing that because, oh my gosh, you just, I see that you just shaved. I I love literally hours hours off off of your time every week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just get to the point, you know, Hey, I know you're busy. I'm busy. Let's find out if there's any way that any synergy between us and see if or how we can help each other and, and refer business to each other or collaborate in some way. You know, why don't you spend five minutes on yours, five minutes on mine, and then we'll take 15 or so minutes to see, uh, you know, maybe I can be on your podcast or you can speak at my event or we can do a blog swap, which is trading articles on each other's blogs, or we can promote each other on social media or whatever. This is like one of my genius strategies that I'm like giving you right now, like (laughs) that a lot of people don't do and they're not productive with it when they do do it. And so you want to listen. So I go into every phone call as a potential referral source. I think of them as a referral source, not a prospect, just like you were saying, I don't go in to sell somebody. Okay. But I listen very carefully to what they're saying. Okay. I'm not, while they're talking for their five minutes, I'm not thinking, what am I going to say? I'm listening to the, the challenges they they could be having in the, what they're saying. I'm listening to the, the things that they're not saying that maybe they're not doing so that when it's my turn to talk, I'm going to say those things. I'm going to really address those things. Well, I have, you know, if you said, well, I have a lot of clients coming in right now and um, gosh, I can't even keep track and, or I'm getting a lot of phone calls right now, but they're just not the right qualified people. I'm like, I would say something like, well, I focus on helping people get the right people into their funnel so that they can funnel them into through a sales system that really gets them uh, to the right paying clients paying you or whatever. I would focus in on that thing, right? So instead of saying, oh, I'm Katrina, I'm a business coach and I bring big picture down to nitty gritty follow up this and speaking this and I do live events and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't speak to their immediate needs. So don't just give your regular old commercial in these situations. You have to listen and pay attention and respond accordingly. Katrina, something that I've learned in the past year or two, which took a lot for me to learn, was when I'm responding to emails, I don't need to write a novel. Answer the question and push send. Yeah. And that you're is, such a sweet nurturer. That has like <laughs> so much time as well, as well as the other person. Just tell them what they need to know. I mean, yes. nice at the beginning. Now, there is a little caveat to that, yep. too. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So I'm a blunt in your face kind of, I'm going to tell you like it is too, right? So I tend to often forget to add what I call the fluff to those kinds of situations. So someone will ask me a question and my assistants actually know, so I don't have to, they're the ones that are usually asking me the question, but somebody else say, ask me a question. And so my first immediate response is reply, answer the question. Sometimes I don't even put a capital letter on the beginning of that sentence. Okay. So I'm just so like onto the next thing, right? 
right? But then I have to stop myself and then go back up and put a, hi, Eric, thanks for responding to my email. I would love to answer your question. And then, (laughs) so I have to add the fluff back in after I blurt out my answer before I press send. (laughs) You and I together could make really like, I could take care of the fluff. You could take care of the (laughs) And we would have like, right? Yeah. Well, I just, I know. So if you're all fluff and no meat, then there's problem, right? So you need a combination and you have to know your weaknesses. No meat equals no money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a quote. That's a tweetable right there. Yep. Listeners, find it at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp184. There will be a click to tweet. That's so funny. What did we say? All fluff, no meat, no money equals no money. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I knew this was going to be an awesome conversation, but you have just loaded me up with golden nuggets. Thank you. Like I can't wait to get some of this. I actually have one last question for you, though. I'm going to go back to the appointments. I have a feeling that you have no problem ending a call when it needs to get ended so you can get on with your day. Yeah. For the for the more fluffy people like me, like who have problems saying, hey, I have a hard stop. Is it that easy? Hey, I have a hard stop. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> well, you want to give people some warning. So if I have, if I, sometimes I'll be really back to back. I've changed my scheduler, though, to now um, make sure that there's 15 minute increments in between calls. You can do that. You can set a little buffer in your calendar. And so, but still, sometimes we go over. Okay, so sometimes I'm on a coaching call and or sometimes I'm on a strategy session and someone's actually signing up for something, right? Well, I don't want to cut them down. Well, I want to sign you up, but I have to take this next call. So I, I'm going to take your credit card later. No, 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 no. I'm going <laughs> to, right. I'm going to take the credit card now and I'm going to, I'm going to email my next, my next call and say, Hey, I'm running t- five minutes late. But if you are back to back or if I have 30 minute, 30 minute, 30 minute calls kind of thing, then I will let somebody know, Hey, I have 30 minutes for us today in the beginning. Right. So let's really be efficient with the call. If we, if we hit it off, we can always schedule another call. So that's a really good phrase to use. If we hit it off, we can always schedule another call. But today I'm kind of back to back and I have uh, 30 minutes. So I want to be productive. So why don't you tell me more about blah, blah, blah. So you start that way, right? And towards the end, sometimes I have coaching calls or people that just, I do have coaching calls that of people that don't watch the clock. I don't understand it. Like when I'm on a coaching call with my coach, I watch the clock because I want to be respectful of their time. But there are people that don't watch the clock. And at the end of the hour, they're still asking you more questions and da, da, da. I'm like, so if I have that 15 minute buffer, I will maybe let them go a little bit because I know I only have to, okay, I only have to go pee and I have to grab some more water. You know, <laughs> if I have to eat lunch, then I really kind of need at least 10 minutes because I need something, <laughs> you know, I know that's not enough time for lunch, but it is for me. Um, so oh, it's enough for me too. It helps us escape the the hangries or the hungry grumpies or whatever you want to call it. If yeah, I don't have I that 10 minutes, it's bad. You don't want to have a call with me if you don't give me that 10 minutes. Usually, right. Usually I have some leftovers or a salad or I'm making a shake or something like that, you know. So, but do whatever you need to do to give yourself the time you need, obviously. But you can just say, hey, there's about 10 minutes left in our time today. Um, What would make that the most productive for you? You That's awesome. I love that I'm borrowing that too, because let me tell you, buffers are not my friend because buffers end up getting filled with more chit chat. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, there's about 10 minutes left in our time today. What would be the most productive for you? Yeah. Wow. And I know I'm not alone. Listeners, I can hear some of you writing it down. 
Yeah, especially if you're all nurturers. Yeah. <laughs> I work with a lot of nurturers and introverts, even though I'm not that. I mean, I'm a nurturer. I will tell you what to do and I'll do it with love. Okay, so... <laughs> And I'll hug you too. And uh, and the fluff is real. It's just not always the first thing I think it's of. It's just a little bit of tough love, <laughs> which we all need. Yeah. This has been amazing, Katrina. Where can listeners learn more about you and what you do online and get in touch? Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I have my website. And you're going to probably link it there. Jumpstartyourmarketing.com. There's so much more there, though. There's free resources. There's a free biz quiz and that revenue generating uh, checklist I have in my biz kit. There's the follow up. There's a freebie on follow up if you need to know more about that. There's um, a whole resources page. Um, I talk about a lot of the things. There's that phone call. You know, you can start with a phone call if you really are interested. Um, I have live events. I'm starting a pot. I have a podcast now too on love and money. I talk about getting more love in your life and money in your business. I'm on almost every social media thing out there except for Snapchat. I don't understand Snapchat, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. My, my 11 year old's trying to teach me how to use it. And I just said, thanks but no thanks. Yeah, I'm not on there either. Yeah, I don't need to make funny pictures of myself. That that doesn't serve on, anybody. A picture with you with a, you know, a mouse ears or a unicorn head. will just blow up yeah. your marketing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, this has been really awesome. Thank you so much again. Listeners, you can find all the show notes and links and everything that we've talked about at thecamsutton.com forward slash PP184. Katrina, do you have a last piece of parting advice that you can offer to listeners before we go today? Yeah, please don't wait to get these kinds of systems in place in your business because you're going to be in what I call manual labor chaos. Like you're going to be playing email tag to schedule an appointment. You're going to be trying to follow up with somebody with with just email and not a phone number. I mean, there's just you don't want to wait because the sooner you set yourself up in systems and automation and even maybe getting a virtual assistant, um, a more automated website, the sooner you'll have more freedom in your business and more consistent revenue. 